right, so this is an episode of Making New Mistakes, which there hasn't been one in quite a while. Yeah, we are here. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry for the quiet. It's yeah, coronavirus is making everything complicated, uncertain, and complicated. And yeah. yeah, like we've said in our last, even framing what a mistake is right now is pretty difficult because we're not going to really know them until later because everything we're doing right now is new and complicated and honestly like i think that we said this in the last episode but like there's a degree to which everything feels like a mistake um it feels like you've done everything wrong like everything is blowing up and yes you know tis the season (laughs) i'm melissa and i'm takia i'm so (laughs) oh my god you know what leah and i recorded earlier and i don't think we introduced ourselves we absolutely (laughs) that's right it's been 15 years for podcast so we still don't know we still don't do that correctly yeah so so that's a mistake there, there. Introduce yourself <laughs> at the front of your podcasts. Yeah, um, absolutely. Firstly, this is a Mischief Media podcast. You should do this right now. You should take out whatever you're listening to this podcast on, and you should look up Mischief Media in your in your um, in your podcast player of choice. We have a range of fun and exciting podcasts for you to choose from, uh, such as one of my favorites is Healthy Geek Academy. Robin is a health coach and personal trainer and Healthy Geek Academy goes into a lot of wellness ideas, uh, but equates them to geeky stuff. Uh, The most recent episode, she talks about the old guard and also, I guess, humanity's constant search for the fountain of youth, um, which I think is really interesting. So that's cool content that you could check out. Also on Mischief Media... I'm on a bunch of other podcasts. You are. But so is Takia. That's true. I am on Extraneous. But no, you're on Roll 9 and 3 quarters. Yeah. Roll 9 and 3 quarters. And Pottercast, which is and like Pottercast. the forever Harry Potter podcast. Forever. It's our 15th year. Or like this week is our 15th anniversary at Pottercast. Uh, Pottercast has been talking about Harry Potter since the days of memoriam when Harry Potter was an incredibly <laughs> problematic and written by somebody who's being really bad to a whole lot of people right now. However, we still love Harry Potter and talk about it with great love and are navigating this new era of Harry Potter fandom with all of you. So we encourage you to check it out. Yes, yes, yes. All right, Takia. So this episode... This episode... Is brought to you by... No. Uh, <laughs> This episode is going to be about endings uh, because I am ending my tenure at Mischief next week, Yes, which is wild and has been a very interesting <laughs> journey and I think is, is still something that I'm not sure I've wrapped my head entirely around. I was uh, talking to Leah and the we finished Steven Universe um, and so the that show is about like it's the series finale so it like is about ending and I told Leah I was like I've watched this so many times but there's just something different about it right now <laughs> and like literally I watched this episode this morning it was like tears but that's you know things move and grow and expand and I think that endings are also really exciting new beginnings um, and I think that that's what's happening at Mischief honestly and so I think it would be really fun to talk about how you end things um how you end professional relationships uh for you know for the better or for worse yeah um there's a lot of change going on in a lot of industries i actually touched base with a couple of our you know friends in similar industries and i'm hearing that this kind of thing is is happening a lot people are taking this time to you know 
see if the next step is available to them and take it if it is. It all, we also work in an industry that is, let's face it, incredibly in unstable right now. It's like the most unstable, I think, even past some of the other arts and culture pieces that will come back online or will, you know, can can find ways to get around it, like filming once you've quarantined and things like that. Um, our sort of sector of the arts and culture bubble is dependent on people getting together. In, in very large numbers. <laughs> in very large numbers. And no matter what anybody tells you, the virtual experience is not, it's not the same and it's not going to replace it. So yeah, so people are, are taking this time to kind of see what's out there for them. And Zakia, you and I had talked about you being ready for a next step months ago eight nine months ago honestly pre pre-pandemic so. way pre-pandemic and i knew you know we had a plan to kind of do it right and 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 right's not the right word there is no right but kind of do it in a way that gave everybody a lot of notice and we went and did a search in the proper way if everything had gone the way yeah. we wanted things to go which is to say not have there have been a pandemic <laughs> and then there was a pandemic and then there was a pandemic which meant a lot of like big strategic energy had to go elsewhere. And I think that we've been doing a really good job at keeping the company going and honestly growing some of our brands through this very crazy time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so now we're just faced with, oh, yeah, and the COO is leaving. And honestly, one of the things that I think about so often is that between me and Abby, who just uh, moved on to start an MBA program at Duke, not only is mischief losing the people from those roles, but also so much of the institutional knowledge, because everything that Abby and I have done, we kind of made up. There were processes developed in tangent with the scale at which mischief was growing. And luckily, like, we have gone through all of that. And so I think this is a really great moment for people with maybe not mischief specific processes to come in and to continue that level of growth. But there is going to be something like lost. Yeah, I mean, we're a unique company in the sense that most of the core team, at this point, probably all of the core team comes from being previously friends uh, and doing all of this in their spare time. We built a company where there were just spare time and friendships. And that has a lot of positives and that has a lot of strengths and that has helped us grow our processes and, and, and be willing to put in the work it takes to take something from nothing to something, you know? And it also has some, it has some drawbacks. We, you know, we sometimes can get a little bit too myopic in our views, or we may not like have a lot of alternate viewpoints to consider in making decisions. Yeah. And I do agree that it's an exciting, cool thing for Mischief to be finally forced to get out of that structure. You know, there's just no yeah. way to to get around it. And um, we're going to be doing a lot of changing and growing and evolving in the time when most companies are just sort of like hanging on trying to exist and yeah. we are hanging on and trying to exist but i have a hundred percent confidence that we are going to persist through you know and exist through through this pandemic and we've been saying and saying that we're going to come out of the pandemic stronger and one of the hopes that yeah. we're building into this process is that this this will be part of that um structure yeah absolutely it wouldn't be mischief if, if you know to dramatically important things weren't happening at the exact same time it's absolutely true god <laughs> it's so it's our whole it's so true uh it, there's 
always too much going on, and I'm sure a lot of other small business owners feel this. There's always too much going on, and you're never ready for the next step. But life has a way of making you be ready for it yeah. right now. I think that, and I'm making this up on the fly as we talk right now, but I think that a the exit of like a senior leader is, honestly, it breaks down into like, how to wrap up the different like relationships and also like working styles and pass on all of that information. Um, but it start like for me, obviously, it starts like way earlier than being ready to leave. Um, it starts with like thinking about being ready to leave, right? It's that like cycle of change. It's the like I'm I'm considering uh mm-hmm being ready to make a change and that part was really hard how so i think that again because we all started with mischief as volunteers as doing this in our spare time and just kind of like putting your all into it and building relationships and friendships around the work there's a degree to which even starting to think about moving on feels like I mean, for me, it, there was a degree to which it feels like failure, right? It feels like you, you're you giving up on doing something, um, which is a personal brain thing, because I can make anything into my fault and a failure. Um, but I think that there's a degree <laughs> to which you, like you as a volunteer eight years ago, had a vision of where mischief and your role at mischief would be. And like, obviously, that never lines up. But to decide to leave before that whatever magical moment, um, that it would that would be the perfect time to leave feels like you are giving up on a dream. And additionally, it feels like you are leaving all of your friends, right? So it is like, I am, I, I have given up on the dream and I am, you know, turning my back on all of the people that I really care about and I am no longer going to be there to support them and to, to help them achieve their dreams, I guess. Well, and so it was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's break down how much of that is true. <laughs> I don't think any of it is true. No, seriously, I, I think the feelings are true and the feelings are real. And if, if I was in a situation to, quote unquote, you know, like I I own this company, I'm not leaving the company. That's just not that's not a thing. But if I was in a situation where I could just be, you know, leaving, I would feel the same, all those same pieces. I mean, you could sell it. And I think that that's, an, that's, that's a that's a type of exit that is worth talking about as we continue this conversation. Sure. That is a type of exit. Um <laughs> that's that's another series of conversations um which are or just like tangential to tangential to this but like none of that is like necessarily true it's just that it's really hard to give up our vision of what we think can be this is why people are this is why people vote against their self-interest because they imagine themselves you know, being Jeff Bezos, and they <laughs> and they and they can't give up the idea that they're going to be Jeff Bezos. Not that these things are com- like they're not necessarily comparable, but get a vision of where you might be is very, very, very powerful, and it's incredibly hard to let it go. And I think it's a really strong thing to say. I care about this company. I care about these people, but I'm gotta serve my 
you know, life and growth and 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 moving forward. And yeah, and it's also like a vote of confidence to say like. I trust and believe that you all are going to be... You'll be fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe that? Or are you saying that? I do. No, you'll be fine. You'll find someone really great. I I very much believe um, that Mischief will be fine. Well, that's and <laughs> I, I can I keep, too, I can yeah. keep saying it. Um, but, like, there's also a degree to which you have to acknowledge and admit that, like, something that used to be or is a large part of your life is no longer serving you. Um, For me saying that like my success has been so aligned with mischief this far and saying that like, I don't think that we are growing and changing together. Right. I feel like I'm breaking up with mischief, honestly. Oh, it's no, this is, I've been talking about this with my fiance. This is uh, absolutely a breakup with no question. This is a breakup. It feels there are so many things I've like done and said and acted that are so analogous to when you are dumped, frankly, you know, and I think that's, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, you know, and a lot of those feelings are the same. A lot of those are, well, I'm really, you know, I'm really happy for them. They're finding their bliss, you know, that's, yeah. that's one stage. And then another stage is like, oh, what do they have that we don't have? You know, all you go through all of those stages. And I think that's, that's healthy. We, we've talked here before about, you know, we spend most of our lives in these places and to, to, to pretend that it's not personal and to pretend that it doesn't matter yeah. is where a lot of people go wrong. Yeah. And honestly, all relationships are the same. I will say that a million times. All relationships are the same, (laughs) right? Like when a friend leaves you, it feels as Uh devastating as when a romantic Uh partner leaves you as when a right like these like these emotions are all the same. Yeah, they really are. But then once I think you are through that, through the feelings, there becomes this like, for me, at least excitement, right? It is kind of the 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 last new thing that you'll do here right like this like getting ready to leave is the last new thing i will do with mischief um and it's cool to have a new project i guess you like new projects i do i love a new project i love a new project (laughs) yeah it's well like similar getting a chance to reset literally everything we do and sort of go back to the beginning and look at everything and how we do it and why we do it and build us better for the future is exciting. It's hard, especially during a time of such uncertainty, but it's, you know, it's, it's what has to happen if you believe in what you're doing. Um, yeah. And you have to address where you are. And also like mischief at the same time as being trapped in this crazy coronavirus world, like everybody else is also on the precipice of some really, cool and big and exciting things once this has passed. And so knowing that has made things really thrilling, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about destabilizing moments is that it, it gives you the opportunity. I always, I think about it as like clay, right? Like, yeah, like it's a little bit squishy, but it gives you the opportunity to create a new, stronger base Um, That like what comes out of it can be different than what the world looked like or the company looks like um, even weeks ago, which is really exciting and interesting there. I think that there are so many things that like we wish we could have changed that that we will be forced to change through (laughs) this transition. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 
at the same time, it's also like if there was a time for a key player to leave, this is the time. If this was two weeks before an event, it would be, <laughs> you imagine? It would be a nightmare. I cannot. I <laughs> cannot imagine it. Um, so at the same time, like look, when these things happen, it can feel so... I mean, the couple of days after you told me, like I've known it was coming. I've known it was coming for months. but um, And I even knew it was coming when you... <laughs> asked me to have Taki was like hey do you got time for a call and we got on the call I was like so you're leaving and she it's, you know you know you work with somebody long enough all relationships are the same you know what you know what they're thinking sort of and you know the same way you can with any other kind of relationship you know what's about to come out of their mouth a lot of the times and so even knowing it was coming the moment is really destabilizing but um as you get through the destabilizing pieces and you start to put together a plan, it starts to look interesting and exciting. Like when the coronavirus hit, I had a couple of days of utter immobility, not even panic, like immobility. Like I couldn't, there was a, a day I couldn't get out of bed because I was so terrified. And then I threw myself into spreadsheets and I threw myself into plans and I threw myself in, into we, you know, we had a, a lot of strategy yeah. sessions and planning. And yeah. once you start getting your hands around a problem, there is no problem that's so big that you think there is absolutely no way out of this. And so um, it's similar when somebody key leaves your team. It can feel, it can feel <laughs> nightmarish at the beginning. And then you break down the pieces and you see what you have to do. And then you also start, the, the daylight creeps in and you start seeing the possibilities that it's, leaving open that maybe you weren't taking advantage of because we were just doing things the way we've always done them, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I think that like once you are in the planning stages, there is this like natural revisioning of either the role or, you know, the structure, like larger structures. Um, We are going through, you know, a couple of key changes at Mischief. And I think that it opens up the possibility for a reimagined how things work and what the focus is and like what the priorities are, which is really helpful, uh, not helpful, which is really nice right now, because I think that being an events company in the middle of a pandemic can be, you know, in and of itself is destabilizing and is uh, forcing us to come up with new things to do, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's it's the summer, all summer. If this were a normal year, we would be going, you know, event to event to event. Yep. Um, I know what the 30 days before an event looks like, no problem. It's this uh, in-between kind of limbo-y time that we're figuring out, you know, how to use to the best of our ability to build more structure or process or um, just, I don't know, come like make mischief stronger through all of this. And I think that being in a revisioning place and like we're about to have, you know, the first big picture meeting and what feels like forever is really crucial to this moment. And I, I'm not sure that like if things were just like going on as normal, we would take the step back to look at it. No, because there's no, the the thing that's the killer right now is that there's no certainty. Our industry, and there's no plan. You know, if like, if the industry was saying in two years, definitely everything's going to be totally fine again. That's something we could like build on and work towards and work for one year, one and a half years, whatever. But because there's no plan as to how this is all going to play out. And 
it creates all this uncertainty and it's really hard to do big picture in the middle of that uncertainty. But now knowing that we have to, or we have the opportunity to greatly reform everything we're doing is a sort of certainty, you know, it's a sort of, well, this yeah. must happen. So we, we get, we have to plan around it and it's given us sort of that, all right, let's, it's, let's get in there and play spirit again. Yeah. It's tangible. Yeah. And we're really good at doing that. We have reimagined mischief 800 times in its, <laughs> in its very short life. And so, and that has served us. But I also think that, you know, looking at what we have now, what we want in the future and what we need most is going to be key to all this. Yes, absolutely. So um, what's something you wish you knew going into this process or like you would have told like person who started at Mischief, Takia, eight years ago when you were sitting across from me at that stupid table? Oh, about like, like, uh, God, I don't even know, man. Um, <laughs> like, that's not even a fair question. Mischief is Probably so not. different. Mischief is so different from 2011. Well, Mischief exists for one. <laughs> but we had like, we like barely existed then. We were an LLC, but nothing else. Yeah. I would encourage a greater focus on balance. I think everyone says that like they have no work-life balance. Um, but when you are, when you start, first of all, as a volunteer doing something, it, you just do it whenever you can, right? Like there's no set amount of time. You do it whenever you can. And moving from that frame of mind into a full-time frame of mind can be really, really hard um, because the work and, you know, creeps in and finds whatever holes in your life to fill. But also like when you're working with friends, the line between what is work and what is just like chatting can be really fuzzy. And I think that like having a more rigorous attention to balance and to knowing when you are on and off the clock would have served me, um, at least in the last five years. That's valid. That's something that we all, and I do mean all, need to get more rigorous about. And hopefully the bringing in of, of, of fresh perspectives and new people who value that distinction will help it spread. Because we've had, we've had a really hard time making work-life balance a real thing. Mischief has a bit of a, like, nothing's impossible culture. And so, which is exciting and great, but it also means that, like, in order to achieve something that someone else at another company or event might think of as impossible, you have to do a lot, um, right? Like, nothing's impossible, but a lot of it's hard. Um, and so that... I think fosters this place where it's like, okay, if you have to work until, you know, midnight, 1am. And also, to be honest, we started doing that, right? Like, when I was volunteering for Mischief, I was doing things until very late, because that's the time that you had to do it. Um, and so I think that there's like a combination of like, achieving the impossible and having a having the experiences of working at all hours in weird situations that it's hard to divorce once you grow up, I guess, right? Like it is hard to get away from uh, once the company starts to grow and becomes a uh, more traditional full-time responsibility. You still have those pieces of the, uh, you know, you still have memories of like the way work used to happen. And I think that we fall into those traps a lot. <laughs> At the same time, we were also working out of a place of, making it completely up. And so a lot of that work, you know, was testing and trying and fixing and maybe was 
doubling and maybe not doing things in a way that we would tell people to do things now. There's a lot more possible in a smaller amount of time now because of that time when we were all volunteers and we were all just kind of figuring out how to do this. And at the same time, just figuring out how to do something helped us not become a carbon copy of all the other event uh, fan fan convention companies. So now our challenge is we know kind of what's core to us. We know how to do what we what we want to do. We know that nothing's impossible. How do we fulfill our values and make things that we are proud of while not working ourselves into the ground and while, you know, getting the right resources in order to do so? So that's going to be mischief's challenge going forward, I think. I mean, sustainability, right? Like, yeah. in, in and it's every form, um, is like making sure that the thing can continue on is sustainable is is you know if if any single person honestly like if mel were to disappear um that mischief is a is a whole thing that could keep going (laughs) i did have that dream (laughs) i told to gay about this but I, i had a dream once that i fell into a coma and nobody knew where i was and i woke up three years later and ran into takia on the street and she showed me that she had like sold mischief for tons and mo- tons of money and founded a- and like funded a play, which was playing. So we went to go see it. It was just the weirdest anxiety dream <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Maybe it was assuring me. Maybe I knew that you were moving on mm-hmm. in the time and because it was around that time. And maybe that's how that dream happened. <laughs> it was my subconscious saying like, Melissa, pay attention. Stuff's about to happen. Wake up. Um, <laughs> What are, as you leave mischief, what are some things you wish for it? Everything. The world. I just, I want to, I, it's hard for me to say like a specific thing because mischief is such a living, breathing organism that changes day to day, year to year. Like, like the mischief of two years ago is not the mischief of today. Um, We are, and like, luckily for, for some of it, because you need to be able to swiftly change and adapt, but like, we are a very agile team. And so I don't know that I have any like specific, like I want you to do X, Y, or Z event, but I am really excited to watch both mischief and the individuals at mischief continue to grow um, and continue to try new things and expand out. Like one of the things that I think was uh, really good for us while it was good for us um, was working with partners on like licensed events. And so Mm -hmm. I think it'd be exciting to see more of that. I think that the media arm is something that is really interesting and exciting and with the right amount of like attention and 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 work could be really huge um like we make good content why not make it all the time and honestly merch i would love i'm gonna just i'm gonna keep pitching t-shirts like i you're gonna please someone's, do someone's gonna come up with an idea and it's gonna be like takia sent me this <laughs> yeah that's um, fine because like the merch like merch is just cool to have and i think uh once we start back up with events next year it's going to have it, like there will be a lot of really interesting strategy around on uh, the difference between online and on-site sales and how we integrate some of the uh, really cool ideas that we've come up with over this year into being uh, sold on-site or 
how we continue the not only brand specific and like you know the leaky con house shirt but like maybe the house gators uh that's really specifically uh focused on the niche fandom of each event i think that like there's a lot there's a lot that i imagine mischief becoming and so i don't know just go do it no pressure we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna do it i have big plans for what what we look like in in a couple of years and um we're gonna we're gonna miss you while all that's happening but you're not leaving my life forever we're gonna work together on some on some things and (laughs) have you around as a as an ally and consultant and friend. Yeah, I know too much, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I know where the bodies are buried. It's true. So, well, what's going to happen in this space? Uh, make no mistake. So it is a little bit bizarre. I mean, you're starting a, a new job. It's a, a job that impacts a lot of people. And it's be weird to have your boss on this podcast if I was working for you at this at your new place. So we are going to end this iteration of Make New Mistakes. You're also still doing another podcast, and that's a lot of imposition on your time. <laughs> In the future, we're going to take a little pause here on making new mistakes because, as mentioned, I've got some things to do. But in the future, we're going to turn this into an interview podcast. And so I'm going to start gathering guests and talking about professional mistakes and, and having great conversations with cool people that I that can tell us a lot about how to live in this crazy professional world. And I'm excited for it. I just need to... Take a little time. Yeah, that is going to be a very cool podcast that I listen to. Well, you're going to come back one day. <laughs> I'm going to make you. All the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, to get it in one year. It's like, listen, I've got a whole new crop of mistakes. All the mistakes I have yet to make. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, knowing that it's okay to make them is half the battle, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. you got to break a few eggs, right? Do you know how many eggs we've broken, Takiya? <laughs> I try not to think about it. I think about it too much. <laughs> I think I speak for all the Make New Mistakes listeners when I say this is, it's been lovely. No, this has been really fun. And I'm sad to no longer be able to just like ramble about business mistakes and, and goings on um, and, and kind of like reflect back on the pandemic. I'm excited for your episodes that will be in the future past the pandemic. Because um, <laughs> that's going to be a wild world. That is going to be. A wild world. Um, I'm excited for those too. I'm excited for future. <laughs> future. I'm excited for the future. It's again. I just want to get there. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. get there. Jesus. Um, I don't know. How do you end? How do you end? Give people some advice for leaving a company well. Wow. That's a hard question. I mean, do all of the things that you did to get where you are, right? Like, leave a company the way you've always existed in it. And I think that you will leave well for me, right? Like for me, it's with hopefully some honesty and some compassion and some spreadsheets. And <laughs> and I think I think everything else figures itself out. Yeah, I would say that something I've I really appreciate when people leave is, yes, the honesty and the spreadsheets and the compassion and like positivity. It's never a bad thing to say this wasn't for me or it was for me, but I'm ready to move on. And here's all, here's the, here's what I took from it. And I'm going to take this with me and bring it forward into my life. I think that always leaves me with a good, good feeling. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, goodbye. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye forever. Bye for now. No. (laughs) Bye forever. See you never. No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, You should still follow Make New Mistakes on social media. 
And they should follow you on social media. Oh, yeah. you. I, I am very bad at social media now. I took a break in the beginning of the summer and just like haven't figured out a way to reintegrate it to my life. So I'm barely on. But sure, follow me. I'm Takia B at literally everything. That's called brand something. <laughs> brand synchronicity yes absolutely uh we are new or melissa i guess make new mistakes is new mistakes pod on everything no everything our emails don't make us different um okay so just go to just go to mischiefmedia.com and you will find everything you need to find about how to follow this year podcast but just look up mischief media to get all your fun pop culture needs podcasty goodness I guess you goodness. And Takia, we'll see you soon. All right. Bye.